Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, sold out. With me, your host, Freddy Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Faint. Uh, some happy birthdays, Jim Crockett Jr., uh, Savio Vega, uh, Wade Barrett, and the one I saved for last, Fred Ottman. Everybody know who Fred Ottman is? I do, but I'm enjoying Jason's quizzical look like, huh? Who's Fred Ottman? Jason, do you know? Off the top of my head, I want to say I know who it is, but I'm... All right. Well, well, throw, throw it out there. It, it, who, who do you, you think, think it is? is? I, I believe that was... Uh, the, 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 he made the, the greatest entrance ever known to man. Okay, well... Okay, well, was, right. what, what is some of his other characters? That yeah, I mean, that, I was thinking of his other character, but I was going to segue into that. Yes. All right. I can't remember any of his other okay. characters. That's <laughs> he was initially right. known as oh, Tugboat. Right. Yes. Part of the... Uh, yeah, part of the tag team with Earthquake, but most famously known for the Shockmaster. And for those of you out there, if you have not seen the Shockmaster promo, you're missing out on some of the worst, best uh, activity in wrestling ever. And the stories behind it are even more amazing. I won't go into it. I'm sure anyone who listens to the show has heard us talk about it or has heard about it. But let's give him a big happy birthday. The Shockmaster. Oh, as he falls. <laughs> Anybody tells you wrestling is fake, show them that. With our other co-host, the Reverend himself, Jason Todd. Yeah, oh, nothing too major historically. A couple of debuts, uh, all on the WWE side. Back in 1999, this week, uh, it's the first time we got to hear the phrase Raw is Jericho uttered as Chris Jericho made his debut and its leap from WCW to WWF. And then years later, and I believe this is not that long ago, 2019, Bray um, Wyatt debuted a new character called The Fiend at SummerSlam. And I think this will be the next to last thing we talk about having to do with SummerSlam. Uh, he debuted against Finn Balor and squashed them, but he's made remembered that entrance. So, yeah. All right, and last but not least, the encyclopedia, Blackbeard himself. And gentlemen, I think the most relevant thing in sports this week is not necessarily anything wrestling related, but uh, don't worry, folks. None of us are Aaron Boone questioning the strike zone and making funny faces about the umpire. I am. I would too. <laughs> Gotta get your money's worth. <laughs> the fact that there hasn't been a fine or a suspension announced yet, I was like, how the hell did he get away with that one? <laughs> Maybe MLB's office was just like, you know what? Let's let him have that one. He needs it. <laughs> All right, so SummerSlam. It is come and gone. Thoughts. Let's start with uh, the encyclopedia himself. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, hey. 
<laughs> we usually Fight save indeed. you for last. So I wanted to give you uh, a chance to go first. Oh, that, that's nice. Um, you should make sure I'm better prepared. No, <laughs> no, no. It it was no, it was a good show. It was it was a I I I thought they did a nice job on the show from beginning to end. Um, I think the main event was. I think that was the only one that I, the only match that I was wasn't that thrilled with it. I mean, I know people have said that was probably one of the better matches, but uh, I think for me the highlight um, was Eo Sky cashing in. Uh, you know, well deserved. I thought it was well done. I mean, when Bianca won, I was like the belt again i was like are you kidding me again we're going through this again and then when eo came out for the run and was like oh crap you know and then to top it off to have dakota kai who has been injured for months there for that moment i thought that was pretty good um i know most people probably felt the worst match was that mma rules match and i just think that was more a case of the audience was not ready for an mma rules match i think that's a match you do at an arena show and maybe it comes across better i mean i like the technical wrestling that's one of the things honestly with ufc i'm not a fan anymore um because it's become so much stand-up and boxing style <laughs> to me I, I i like to see the actual wrestling which is what they try to give us i mean there was a little mix of striking in there but but the techno wrestling was good. Um, LA Knight finally got some sort of big moment on the main roster. So great for him. I hope they capitalize on it. Uh, Brock Lesnar breaking character. Who would have seen that coming? You know, so I, I thought it was a really good show. I think going in Gunther, Drew McIntyre was probably the match that people thought was going to steal the show. I don't think it did. I thought it was a very, very good match, but it was not, it wasn't the show stealer that most people thought. And then, you know, Finn Balor losing again to Seth Rollins. I was just like, oh, here we go again, you know. Um, and that was one of my problems with SummerSlam beforehand. There was a lot of rematches here. Uh, not, did anything really change based on those rematches? Not really. But uh, Jason, how do you feel? What did you think? So I think it was a good show, but I remember getting tired watching it. And not just because of, you know, not just being sleepy. I felt like it went a little longer than it needed to overall. But, like, it was a solid, you know, B, B plus maybe show, I think. Um, I just want to kind of go back to what you were talking about with that MMA rules match and discuss this a little bit. I thought there were some other things they could have done to make that match make sense to people because it just didn't come across like even the announcers knew what was going on or anybody in the ring knew exactly what the rules were. But it was a nice fight, I guess. Um, I just thought we'd have liked to see some more build, but we all know that that story was gonna go very quickly. So we didn't get that. Um, Ricochet and Logan Paul was kind of fun to watch. And it was a nice kickoff to the show. Um, we kind of all knew, we all knew how that was gonna go and I guess uh, seeing Samantha Urban get mad after having the call, Logan's name, that was kind of fun too. Um, yeah, I think the, the two big things of the night though that really caught the crowd were EO cashing in. None of us had Bianca picked to get that win. Um, it kind of makes more sense that it got cashed in on her, but none of us had her picked for that. Uh, but EO winning, I thought, was just one of the nicest moments, set, uh, followed only by Brock 
giving Cody the respect in the ring post-match, which Triple H said was, you know, unexpected. They did not plan for that. And that was kind of cool. Um, and the main event was what the main event was. Um, it's the longest run, running soap opera in WWE, and it just keeps giving you more twists. And I liked it. Um, I don't think I ever really care about the wrestling in those matches. I just care about that story and want to see what who betrays who next. So that was kind of fun. And I'm still mad about Finn Balor losing again because what the hell, man? Just, just give him that. But yeah, I'm overall good show and you know, got to scream for LA Knight. That was always fun. So yeah. Um, what about you, Devil's Advocate? Surprisingly enough, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I think this show, there was a lot of uh, mistakes on this show. Um, I thought the, starting at the very beginning, I thought the Logan Paul Ricochet, like you said, we all knew Ricochet was going to lose. I don't think that match really ever got out of first gear. I was expecting more of, more out of it i don't know it kind of just was all one note it was just spot to spot to spot to spot and it didn't really it was fine i mean and you know logan paul winning with a foreign object no surprise there you know he's a scumbag so scumbags got to do what scumbags do so that was fine the cody match to me i don't know like to me first of all the, the crossroads is a terrible move and i feel like rock in like all these other moves uh, from the Undertaker and from Randy Orton, and you know, and then like a couple of those, and he's out. I felt like Cody got beat up ninety percent of the match and rallied at the end, and you know, okay, I mean, but we're doing Super Cody, you know, is it Super Cena all over again? Like at some point, Cody's got to win some matches straight up, like and dominate. To me, it seems like he's getting by. He beat Brock twice, but the first time was kind of a lucky shot, and this one. Was kind of like he got beat up 90% of the match and then pulled it out in the end. So like I'm not I want to see like a strong Cody. I want to see the next feud he gets involved with. He's got to win. He's got we're trying to set him up to to be the next champion, right? Well, I don't know. I, I'm not seeing it at this point. Um if I'm Roman, I'm certainly not shaking in my boots. You know what I mean? So I'd like to see him built up a little better instead of always coming from behind. I mean, how many more times is he gonna do that? I mean to me, it's it's being a bit overused. Um, the Battle Royal, you know, we all said LA Knight was going to win. I think they're a little late on that. And, you know, we wanted LA Knight to win the, the Money in the Bank. But, all right, so they made up for it. It was a decent match. I thought it was funny that they're trying to build almost back up again. I mean, does anybody care about almost? You know, I mean, come on. So, interesting there. What I don't get about the, the Shayna match why didn't they film that off-site and do it in an, like an MA, MMA-style ring? Because I think like what Jason and Anthony were both saying was no one understood, understood what was going on. Like when they fell outside the ring, they, nobody falls outside the ring in an MMA, MMA match. I know that much. I don't watch that much MMA, but I know the, some of the rules. It just didn't make any sense. They, they should have just either had a submission match or they should have filmed it off-site and put them in a real MMA ring and do it that way. Because it, it seemed like the fans were confused and the fans didn't care. I mean, Ronda Rousey, I think, is done. I don't think they bring her back for anything. Because I think her the appeal she, her appeal is worn off. Like, it was smart for them to end this and get her out. Like, I don't know if this was her drop-dead date, but it is now. 
right? And I mean, the crowd was silent throughout the whole thing, and except for when Shayna was doing things, and that's not a good thing because she was the heel in this match. So I think they they kind of that that whole thing kind of didn't work for me. The Gunther match of Gunther matches are always good. I mean, uh, it's fun to watch him, you know, chop and beat up people. I kind of liked it. It didn't hit that 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 next gear like with Sheamus and all that, but it was that was a good match. I enjoyed that one. And then the, the Seth Rollins match, you know, moving that Judgment Day uh, angle along, it's fine. You know, it was a it was a decent match. Um, the women's match, I was surprised at how many botches there were and how many times they were they were off. They several times they were waiting for something to happen. Like I, I think at one point, I think Oscar was standing there, like kind of waiting for Bianca to do that next move. So I was kind of surprised at, at how how uh, fragmented it was. And then to have Bianca win just to lose again, I really don't understand that. They should have just left the belt on Asuka and let Eosky get from her. I mean, it, it I, I don't know what that what that did for Bianca. Um other than giving her the belt for two seconds. But you so I'm glad she's got the belt. I'm looking for um, and then the the Roman Reigns match. I don't know. I I I'm, I'm I feel like they're starting to jump the shark with this. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do anything. Roman's matches are all the same. Basically, you've seen one, you've seen them all. Like Jason said, it's really about the angle. But I don't know why. Would turn on. I, I like. I don't. I don't know. I just, to me like that that you're trying to throw. Would have preferred Jimmy to come to the ring like Jay's going to help. Like he's going to help Jay and him actually walk out. And then maybe you have like a four-way. You have Roman versus Jimmy versus Jay versus Solo. I would have preferred, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm curious to see where they're going with this. But I don't know if this always needs – we don't need a curve, I think, every time. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know what Jimmy's going to say this week on SmackDown, you know, how he's going to justify it or, you know, I don't know. But. I guess they're keeping the belt on Roman, right? I guess he's keeping it till 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 uh, some uh, WrestleMania next year. I guess that seems to be the plan. But I don't know who his next challenger is now. We're going back to that again. They they seem to be running with this angle, but they don't really seem to want to set him up to wrestle anybody. He comes out and he talks, and then he has a match a couple of months. So I don't, I don't know where this is going. Um, I have enjoyed it up to this point, but I don't know. I, this might be the turning point. I was thinking, like, I remember when the NWO, like, when they had the the finger point of doom, and everybody was like, "Up oh, there's there's where it at the angle. That's where it ended right there. That's where the problem started." I'm warning, this is going to be where the problem starts. And eventually, you know, when the angle is all said and done, we're like, "Oh, well, that was the match right there. That's the one that kind of where everything dropped off the face of the planet." You know, that was the beginning of the end. So I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I watched it and after the end I was kind of like, eh. You know, when Jason said B plus, I was like, I don't know, C, C plus maybe. So it was fine, but I you know, a lot of it to me was forgettable. So Freddie, what do you think? I thought it was a good show. Um not one that I would go back and be like, Yeah, I want to go watch this match or I wanna see this match. Um Ricochet, Logan Paul was good, good spots. Like like you all said, Gunther was a classic. 
you know, very classic Gunther, not a classic. Um, I think it's time for Roman to go away for a little bit. I know coming from me, big Samoan Mark, um, I think it's time for him to go away. Just for a little bit, you know, give him a break from, say, Mania to, you know, Survivor Series. Get him out, let people forget about him, then bring him back. I think he's getting close to that point where he's getting shoved down people's throat. He's getting to that Cena level. I love the Bloodline storyline. But like you guys said, I don't know where it's going. To bring the, Fred, the only problem with the only problem with that is that's like forty minutes of SmackDown. So what are they going to do with all that other yeah. time if exactly. they don't if they don't have a Bloodline segment? You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, that's it's true. They got to start building other guys up, and with people falling like flies as of late, all the injuries. That's kind of hard. Um, but all in all. Good show. Nothing to really write home about. Um, now it's on to what Survivor Series is the next big one. I know there's there's a few in between, but Survivor Series is the next major. That's a big yeah. Right. Got it. Um, I got I got to things to say after hearing specifically what rob said um first off Shayna was the heel was i watching no, the I same said, show? no Mr. I, Shana was the heel well i mean who do you I, you could really make an argument for either one of them i Ronda was supposed to be the face right but, i didn't think so at all i thought Shayna took what the internet fans have been saying about Ronda for years turned it into storyline and then came across as the victim of Ronda's success i thought I thought it was pretty obvious who was the face and who was the heel there. So when you said Shayna was the heel, I was like, wait, was I watching the same show? I, I think uh, you could make an argument for either one of them. So can I jump in on that? Um, yeah. Because it, it was confusing to me, and I felt like there was a point where they didn't know who they wanted to be what. I think the original turn, the intent was to make Ronda the heel, or sorry, make Shayna the heel of that because she turned on Ronda in the middle of the championship match. Um, from that, though, I think they underestimated how much people boo Ronda Rousey in WWE and in, uh, in the audience. And so then it started to kind of be face-like for Shayna, but she's not a face. Maybe she can be, but she's not, and she hasn't been at her strongest as one yet. So. It was hard for me to tell. Like, I didn't know who I was supposed to root for during that match. And that was another issue I had with it. But, yeah, it, to me, it wasn't that clear who was who was faced. Because you're right. Um, I think Shayna, at the end of that, was supposed to be a face. And on Raw, she seemed like she was supposed to be a face. Um, I don't know. I thought the whole time it was meant for that she was going to come out as the face the way it was built up. But uh, that's fine. Uh, if it wasn't clear, it wasn't clear. Um, and this this next thing doesn't necessarily have to do with anything anybody said here about the bloodline. Um, 
the world title contenders in general, I feel like it's been piecemeal for a while, even with Seth Freakin Rollins. Now it's Shinsuke Nakamura. I was like, okay, where the hell did that come from? You know, um, what I, what, what I'm concerned with, with the Roman Reigns in his title reign, I'm probably, I'm going to guess I'm the only one that watched the press conference afterwards. Right. I think so. Okay. Heyman said, Heyman was asked a question and about, I, I think it had to do with Roman and the title reign and where it's going and what have you. Um, I think it was like, where do you see this storyline right now? Because this has been going on for three years. Where And he said, bottom of the third. And I was like, what? And then there's been talk that, and we don't know if this is true, but that Roman and Paul Heyman really have the final say on when they're going to pull the trigger on Roman dropping the belt. And I was like, wait. And within a week, all of a sudden, Heyman's saying bottom of the third. Now, he could, he could be going off that story and, you know, trying to, throw a monkey wrench into everybody's thinking like, oh, it's not going to be WrestleMania 40. But my God, if this is supposedly the bottom of the third, I mean, I don't see him holding the title for another six years because it's been three years already. But I was like, wait, is it possible that WrestleMania 40, there is no intention of having him drop the belt then either? That they don't have somebody in mind for Roman to drop the belt to? Because at that point, it's like, it's been three years. This is poor planning, especially in a society where we're not yet accustomed to really long title reigns for two longer than maybe a year tops. And that goes across all, all the major companies, AEW as well. And Roman's had it for three years. And this wasn't like the era of San Martino and Backlund and even Hogan. There's literally five hours worth of some top roster TV for WWE alone. So it's like, when is enough enough? And if this is, only really the bottom of the third. Like, can we sit through this for another six freaking years? I can't. I think you're going to lose people if you go past WrestleMania 40 with it, personally. Freddie, go ahead. No, I agree with you. I think if if you keep it going past WrestleMania, it's, you're going to lose a lot of people. A lot. I, I would say that they lost a lot of people when WrestleMania 39, he walked out with the belt. I was, the I've been reading up to this point, a lot of people are not happy with the way SummerSlam ended. So I think there's they they need to they need to figure out like I hope they know where they're going and I hope that Heyman's just talking out his ass because I can't imagine doing another three or four years of this. I mean nothing's ever lasted that long. No angles ever lasted that long. It's unprecedented and I don't think I think that's for, for for a reason, I think it's impossible. I think you can't keep people's interest that long. I mean, uh, people complain about sequels to movies, right? I mean, we've had four John Wicks, we've had how many Re Avengers, and people after a while are like, all right, you know, this is getting ridiculous. You got to know when to step away from the plate, and I don't think they do. And and. That's the, I'm saying. If what I said to Freddie, I think it's true. I mean, if they don't, if they take Roman off TV, what are they going to do for 40 minutes out of SmackDown? Because that's what they do, right? The show starts off with 20 minutes, 30 minutes of uh, the Bloodline, and then they recap in the show, and then they reappear in the show again. If they take them off air, they're going to have nothing. It's a two-hour show, so I I don't personally see a problem with them filling it with something other than the Bloodline. I think. I think the J. Jimmy story is going to take center stage for a while now. And I've read somewhere that they're trying to keep them away from each other until WrestleMania. It seems There's like no every storyline that's been well built, 
even for a couple of years. Like this storyline, everyone said has been well done. And honestly, the full circle was the it came all the way back to Jay and Roman, who it started with. Should have defended here, possibly. I don't know. But every storyline that's well built, it seems like they just can't. They just don't know when to pull the trigger and say, "Okay, enough. Let's end it." You know. Uh, comparison was the NWO. They fucked up. It was started off perfectly and they fucked that up. How many storylines have started off well? We're like, oh my God, this is going to be the greatest well-built written storyline ever. And then they they can't get out of their own way over and over again. And this, for a long time, it seemed like might be the exception. It looks like they're going to screw this up. You know, some of the greatest shows you watch on TV, do you know why they're great? One of the reasons why they're great is they have a beginning, a middle, and an end. But do they? How many shows on TV didn't end in time? Uh, well, I mean, there are, but but I'm talking about your greatest shows, like your Breaking Bads, like um, Sons of Anarchy. Um, I'm sure you're going to give a lot of other shows that you will like, but the one, the great, the Sopranos, they all had an end. They all had a beginning, a middle, and end. Everybody knew, the people who wrote the show knew where they were going to end up. They had a clear destination in mind. What happens a lot in wrestling is I think they an angle comes up and they're like, they strike gold and then they don't know what to do with it instead of saying we're going to give roman the belt and we're going to have him hold it till here and that's it that's the end of this storyline and then we're going to start working on the next one instead of just saying i don't know we'll see what happens next week merrick bischoff will tell you that the nwo hit they had no idea how it was going to end and that's why it ended so crappily right because they didn't know they didn't know when to stop and then well, they kept just rolling and rolling and rolling. And there people were like, well, you know, how many more times are we going to have to watch this? Well, and you mentioned TV shows. There are some other, there are some shows, uh, you know, I watched some, you watched some, we talked about some. Um, I'm going back like 10, 15 years. How I Met Your Mother started off great for the first three, four, five seasons, and they didn't know when to stop. They And they knew what the end game was going to be. They had it figured out, but because of the reason they kept going. Game of Thrones, granted, was based on books that still haven't been finished written. But it got to a point where they rushed the last season. It wasn't well done. I mean, I, I'm okay with the last season. It wasn't great, but I got it. I didn't have a major problem with how it went. And I think the seeds were there all along. But a lot of people shit all over it. That's another show that everyone was like, oh, this is the greatest show ever. And then the last season aired. So, yeah, you're Breaking Bad. I can't speak for Senator but Breaking Bad and The Sopranos are probably one of the two few where you could say. It and and even the Sopranos, there are people still shitting on the fact that you don't know if Tony Soprano survived or not, even though the yeah, I mean, you know, you may not have, out of the bag. You may not have liked the ending, but at least there was one. Yeah, and it sounded like they had an idea where they wanted to go. Like I, I think, like I think some of your best shows are five years or less because they know when to leave. And a lot of the shows like Friends and things like that and uh, Big Bang Theory who are on way longer, you're after a while you're like, ugh, like they didn't know when to leave. They they stayed too late. You Netflix, know what I mean? Are you listening? And Stranger Things with season five. It was already supposed to be over in a lot of people's minds. Please don't fuck it up. Right. Just because it's yeah, successful me doesn't mean you should keep adding parts on. Like you should be thankful for the time you got and you should take take your exit gracefully. Um one other thing we've talked about Cody Rhodes and the plan we think is WrestleMania 40. Is it possible? And it wouldn't be a great match by any means because while I like the guy, he's charismatic as fuck. The crowd loves him. I don't think his matches light you on fire. Is it possible that LA Knight could end up being the one that ends Roman's reign? I don't think so. No pun intended. Oh my God. If Cody doesn't get that belt, people are going to buy it. Well, here's the thing. I don't, 
I don't think you could have Cody win the Royal Rumble again. And that's really the only way to get to the SmackDown title at this point, unless they do an elimination chamber and he somehow gets inserted into that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, here's the thing. They, they dropped a seed this week about the Judgment Day and the Money in the Bank briefcase. And J.G. McDonough was like, maybe you should get rid of it. So they kind of almost gave themselves an out if they wanted to. I mean, Cody could challenge Priest for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Priest could lose. Cody gets that title shot and calls his shot at WrestleMania and says, I'm not going to cash it in, you know, on a random raw. I'm, I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm going after Roman and I'm getting that belt. By the way, who called that? Who called that they should do it that way, that Cody should win money in the bank and say he's cashing in at WrestleMania ahead of time? This guy. But who then what would, what would that to do? Cash in? This guy. What would that do to Priest? Nothing. Priest, Priest is still young enough that I don't think mm -hmm. it's going to hurt him. I really don't. You could even have Finn cost him that money in the bank match. Like where yeah, I could only. I think it only elevate him because if he gets into a feud with Balor and and then he beats Balor, now he to me he's a world title contender because because Finn Balor was a world champion. Right now, to me, um, Priest is still like U.S. title area. He's to me, he's not a world title contender yet. He could be, but he's not right now. He's not there yet. And I I personally think he's in between, but. Damian Priest versus Seth Rollins. No one's clamoring to see that right now. We could get back to that later after a right. Finn Balor feud. And that's where Balor costing Damian Priest the money in the bank contract. Could, you know, that you do that at WrestleMania. You cost me the money in the bank. We're selling this at WrestleMania and the hell with Judgment Day once and for all. You know? Anyway. Yeah, I think Priest gets I mean, to me, Priest is and J.D. McDonough gets inserted into Judgment Day. Well, either that or Finn leaves and J.D. McDonough teams with him against yeah. uh, Dom and, and Priest. Yeah, so in that storyline, do you keep Damian Priest as a heel or do you turn him face? I personally think he should stay heel, and I think you turn Finn back to the face. I think the fans would clamoring for that more. And then maybe bringing the mystique of the demon back once and for all because they've knocked down so many pegs between him, losing to Roman when the turnbuckle magically snapped, which they never explained. And then losing to Edge in the Hell in the Cell at Rus this year's WrestleMania. I see smirks. I, mean, I would like the, the the Judgment Day to move away from Cody and like I need they need to move on to different people. I think I like um, Finn Balor doesn't shouldn't get any more world title shots. I'm I'm done with that. That's way over. Like I'm 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 almost glad Nakamura stepped up. At least it's a different challenger. You know what I mean? It's something different. I mean, he'll hold the spot till they figure out who the next big challenger is going to be. And it's not inconceivable that he could win the world title. I don't think he will, but it's not inconceivable. He's been an intercontinental, right? He's, he's won titles. So you could see him as a, as a worthy contender. So I have no problem with that. It, it did come out of nowhere, kind of. But he's been teasing over the last few weeks that he's been unhappy with the way things are going and he's going to make a change. Yeah. So, I mean, there was change, right? He, he, he attacked the world champion. So yeah, and, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, when he volunteered to be the partner, I was like, oh, he is so kicking him in the head. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Come on. I'm like, beginning of the match, end of match, when is he going to kick him? He's going to kick right. him at some point. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it, the, what you just said about Shinsuke, I think you could have said that about Finn Balor, especially when they signed the rematch. I'm like, are you really going to have this guy lose twice? Really? Of course they did.
Sixers. Yes. I, yeah. I, yeah. Right here. Oh no, we we we, well, we, we all. I, Seth Rollins. Yeah. 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 You did. Yeah, you were the only one. I get it. I just after that, and that was one of the, the seed of deceit. <laughs> you like that? Else, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, maybe Priest would do it. Oh. Hey, hey, Freddie, uh, what's my I'm name? So. What's my nickname? Bastard. That's what you <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> I've been Beelzebub, uh, Satan, um, the King of Lies. Yeah, that's me. And you listened. So who's the bigger dummy? Well, <laughs> next topic. <laughs> and like I said, I called the EO cash in. So you're welcome, guys. All right. I don't think that one was a far prediction. I think we all kind of. Uh, I said it. You guys were all like, yeah, you're right. No, no, you're no. Right. You were the one that was calling for the. You thought you were pushing harder on Damian Priest cash in. You fell into my plant. You fell right into my web. So. Speaking of old men that no one cares about, <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself. We care Ooh. about you. <laughs> Mick Foley says promo skills kept Ronda Rousey from being an all-time great. Yeah, I, I, I read an article today where he was he <laughs> was pushing Ronda as being one of the all-time greats. The only thing she was missing were promo skills. And I, you know, Mick Foley, Santos is alive and well, and and his name is Mick Foley. I, I dare him to say one negative thing about someone at some point. Anybody. It's not going to happen. No, I he mean, does is it he on serious? Podcast. He does it from time to time. I mean, is he serious? That's He thinks that's the thing she was missing? It's a how, thing. How about a passion for the business? How about learning how to wrestle? How about learning what, more than one facial expression? I was going to say, how I about can go personality? On. <laughs> Your personality would have been great. I actually think she. I think she was getting knocked. I think she had more of a passion for it than people gave her credit for. I really do. But I, yeah. I, while I don't think, I think her promos and facial expressions were did hold her back a little bit. I don't think that was the sole reason. I think it was. We've seen it with Logan Paul as well. I think the only exception the last couple of years has been Bad Bunny. We don't like celebrities coming in and getting a spot. And in her case. She took it to a different level. I mean, when when fans were getting all up rip, uptight about some of the stuff she was saying when she was sitting all over the fans, come on, folks, that was an act. She knew what she was doing. She didn't mean any. She wasn't serious. Come on, seriously. Right, right. I I think in some respects she did help the division get to a level that it might not have gotten to without her. But that was more because she brought all eyeballs from UFC and girls that were like found her inspiring before her WWE run along. So what and happened it, to this? What happened to this last run? I, well, I the injuries probably played a part, but I, I think I think it was partially because when they brought her back, when she showed up and beat Charlotte, like or no, Charlotte beat her. I, I don't know. I just felt like they didn't. They for whatever reason they they for some thought they needed to keep her face and i think she would have said all along no you should have keep me as a heel i don't know the fact that they thought they could get her over as a face the, se the second they put her in with becky and charlotte they should there's been no reason to turn her face since then she should have been stayed as a heel she had built that character up yeah jason uh, freddie what do you think why do you think her last uh, run did not was not successful I think um, health played a part. 
Um, but I, I just it, it comes back to the same thing issue I had with that match. They, I, it just wasn't clear what they were trying to do with her, and whatever it was, it just seemed to go against the natural flow. Like she's a heel, let her act like a heel all the time. That thing with Shayna that that should have been going on for months before. You know what I mean? Like they just. Maybe they didn't have faith in her to do it. And maybe it was because of her promo, which wasn't very good, in my opinion, because I have ears. I mean, whether it's true or not, I think people have an impression of her that she doesn't care about the business. I'm and curious I think that, where that came from. And I think that people real figured out that she had an outcoming. Like, remember when Brock and, and Goldberg were getting ready to leave and people knew they were leaving? They shit all over her, right? I think that's the same idea when you're walking out the door and people don't think you care all that much and you're not very, I don't think Rhonda comes off very likable. And I don't, and I think there's heel, I think there's heat and then there's, we don't like you heat. And like Dom is getting the, the, the heat, the heat you want. And Rhonda gets the heat you don't want for whatever reason. I mean, you can, you can tap into a couple things about her true or not it's perception right perception is not necessarily truth but she's perceived to be someone who doesn't care about the business who doesn't try and work hard who doesn't you know hasn't worked on her promos hasn't changed her style true or not that's the perception and then i think on top of it you know people knew she was leaving they, they knew you know she had a finite time so they were just like why should i get invested in this person because I mean, she, let's face it, Shane is not a, a really likable person. She's not a she's not going to be like a kissing babies and you know waving to fans kind of person. And they were cheering her like she was John Cena. That's hard to do. That's like it's almost impossible to get that kind of you know what I mean. It's like wrestling Hitler and and people reeling for Hitler. You know what I mean? Like you can't. You, 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 how did you do that? How did you manage to make someone so? Not likable, likable. You know what I mean? Like you really, you gotta wonder how that works. I, I just don't. Uh, I don't know. I just don't get her. And you know, I, I look at Shane and I'm like, well, good for you. Like you've gotten rid of. Thank you for getting rid of Naya. Thank you for getting rid of Rhonda. I really appreciate it. Who else? Who do we want next? Dana Brooke. Get rid of her. Let's put her in the Who's ring next. next. On the list. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> well, yeah. And the other thing with Rhonda, when she was in the UFC, the fans liked her. But there were a lot of other fighters that said she was a bitch and that she was self-centered. And whenever she lost, she couldn't handle it. She never learned how to lose properly. So she kind of took that and built that into her WWE character in a lot of ways as well. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a difference that like, like, is it your character or is it who you are? And I think the problem Both. with Ronda is people thought that's who she was. I know the crybaby thing. I think it was accurate. But I think when she was playing heel and the stuff she was saying to pissed the fans off and they were like oh she does want to be part of this she doesn't belong well no i think she was playing the character and they all fell for it so you think she almost did it too well yes i i you know what when she did her youtube videos i think she did it too well when she was in the ring trying to cut a promo no <laughs> her promo. don't give her a script <laughs> don't give her talking points either just let her Rhonda, shoot let her shoot on youtube Rhonda. we can't tell if you're happy or sad you have the same face <laughs> Please smile. <laughs> oh, you are smiling. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we got some other news. Um, I did see this. I don't know who posted this, but I did see this that um, Big E has been advised not to return to wrestling. Yes, that's true. I put that up there. Because, um, you know, I've been trying to follow his progress as he was healing from that injury from what, like a year ago now? Um, you know, he had that neck injury. And the doctors say he's healthy, but of course, any doctor worth their degree is going to tell you if your job is to go and get suplexed in a ring and beat up and hit repeatedly about the head and shoulders, don't do that anymore. And his response to that was that if you told him that back when he was 25, he'd have one reaction thinking, you know what, though, I feel fine. I can get back in. But now in his 30s, he's got to look at what his future could be and just be glad that he has his health. So it's not that it's impossible for him to return, but it's not very likely you'll see him in a ring. That being said, I think he's going to have a job in the company where whenever he wants, because I don't think there's a person in that industry that has a bad thing to say about Biggie. I agree. I'm wondering if, if he's been told not to wrestle and like the WWE doctors will never clear him or you know what I mean? Like, you know how Soraya keeps saying, oh, you know, I could get doctors to clear me, but the WWE wouldn't. I wonder if Big E decided to go to AEW, would he get clearance? Or is it a personal decision? Like, I'm wondering where this lies. You know, is he, does he think he's done? Or are the doctors just advising him to say so? You know what I mean? I'm wondering if he went in right now and said to the WWE doctors, I want to wrestle again, what do you think? And they're like, absolutely not. Well, right. saw what happened with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we saw what happened with Daniel Bryan's injury. We, Soraya was actually had been cleared for a WWE return right before she signed with AEW. I mean, she said that flat out. Shawn Michaels is another one. Those three specifically. I wonder if the solution is: look, sorry, we're not going to clear you right now. But it, Shawn Michaels, I think, kind of set the barometer. If you sit out for a good four, four-ish years or so, let's come back in four years and see where you are, the healing process, where it is. Because I could see Big E coming back maybe in another two or three years when you really give him the proper time. I mean, the guy broke his neck, you know? So is a year enough time? I don't know with these kind of injuries. I don't know. And the other thing... I mean, is this in the same vein? And it hasn't been compared to, but um, TJ Wilson. He got that neck injury. He never got cleared, and he never came back. And I don't think he ever will. So is it more in the vein of the TJ Wilson, or does he form more on the Shawn Michaels, Lita, Page, Daniel Bryan side of it? And I know they're not all the same injuries, I'm just per se. Even Edge. Edge that out yeah. what? Seven years? And how, how old is Biggie? J- Jason is Big Biggie. I think he's what? about thirty-five. I think they said. So, so it's 35. not even even if it's seven years, he would still come back younger than Edge did. I don't know. And I think that's why he's not approaching this with any desperation. At least in his interviews, he's not. Um, the other factor is there could be other things he wants to do, and I think you see that with a lot of that certain generation of wrestler where a lot of them have some other things, other interests that they've been working on. And maybe that's what keeps them from risking, you know, a fatal injury or a 
a worse injury by trying to rush back too soon. So I, I he seems to be level-headed enough where he can wait it out and see what happens. And of course, it could all be him working us, and he shows up, you know, at Survivor Series or something, or in the Royal Rumble. 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 You never know. Speaking of things you never know, AW has surpassed WWF SummerSlam 1992 for attendance record. Or tickets sold, not attendance, but tickets sold. Yep, tickets sold. Be the largest event in, in history, I think they said. Not, well, I, th- I think that's what I read. No, no, no that, that, that's what they're trying to make it sound like. I was going to say, is it a fair assessment? Because it's a brand new stadium that holds more people. So is it fair to say that it's... Well, I mean, it's it? kind of like the home run record, right? I I beat I, I got the home run record, but I had 162 games. You got the home run record, it was 154. So, I mean, right. you're almost... You know, do you put an asterisk next to that? I don't know. You, you know didn't what I face mean? Any ethnic players? <laughs> right. You only yeah. face white guys <laughs> who pitched who pitched 150 games a year. Right. Well, and you're also comparing an attendance at some one specific event, SummerSlam '92, in an old Wembley Stadium, as you said, Freddie. Mm-hmm. Different attendance limit, what have you? They might have been able to get more in '92. I don't know. And that was when in '92 when WWE's business was down. I mean, if you go back. The previous big event to that SummerSlam was WrestleMania 8. And I remember, I think it was the second match, they like spanned the Hoosier Dome. And you could see empty seats up at the top. And they were trying to say, oh, people are still trying to get in from the traffic and blah, blah, blah. It was like, so 92 was a down period and WWE did that well. I don't know. It's not the biggest wrestling attendance of all time that could fall to WrestleMania 32. In Dallas, that could have been that show in Korea, Collision in Korea. I think it was. Wasn't there over? Oh, I yeah. mean, they were forced to be there, but there was a hundred thousand people. Say, they never they, mentioned that. They didn't have a choice, so I yeah. think I don't count that. Yeah, but my point being is, I was just like, "All right, AEW, yes, fine. UK, you want to claim that? That's fine. Also, what are your ticket prices compared to what Clashes the Castle was? Because we haven't heard anything about the gate being bigger. Haven't heard that yet. Yeah, that's true. That's that true. Korea show can be its own its own show. I think wasn't it? Collision wasn't it in Korea. Was oh it my on God. the dark side? It was like four hundred. There was a dark uh, my side. My favorite story on the Korea yeah. show. Yeah. My favorite story is when Scott Norton called his wife and told her it sucks here, and his phone got cut off. <laughs> 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 They're monitoring his phone calls. That's great. Um, <laughs> and I'll give AEW credit for selling all these tickets. And look, I. Flat out, I'm going to tell you, I was in London. They were advertising it to hell. I watched Premier League games where they were advertising when they were doing get to, like the final games at Wembley. They were advertisements for it. I saw buses over in London advertising for it. So they, they definitely, there was a full court press there. Don't get me wrong. I also give ADW credit because honestly, the last couple shows, especially, I'm like, what is going on? The real world championship is being defended wouldn't MJF or even Tony Khan come out and say, you're not the real champion. What are you doing? You know, like, especially when MJF was on the first show when this whole thing started, nothing. So to me, that's a miss. I'm watching dynamite from last night. How many times is John Moxley going to 
have an incident where because Penta loses his mask, he gets a pinfall. I mean, I saw them do that in Northeast Wrestling before All Elite started. Same finish, and it was Moxley and Pentagon back then. What about the pulling tights? Why is everybody suddenly pulling tights? I, I think know. they had three just, or four matches where every where they were grabbing the tights. Is that like yeah. the thing now? I guess I don't. Know. I can see Jack Perry pulling the tights. I get that. Well, that I get. Well, I could yeah. see. I could see one match, but there yeah, was like three. Everybody, yeah. Also, some of those matches just ended weird. Yeah. Well, the the Blackpool Combat Cup, like that whole sequence on top of it. Always oh. watching Wheeler interfere in the match, and I'm sitting, and I'm. I'm the idiot Mark at home going, throw him out already. And she's letting it go. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to be the number one referee for AEW and you let this all go away. And then to top it off, and I like Hikaru Shida, don't get me wrong, but don't tell me that match was the main event because it deserved to be the main event. No, it's because people are criticizing, the internet fans are criticizing women's wrestling in AEW. So, oh, no, 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 we give them the proper respect. We gave them the main event slot two weeks in a row. Yeah, you built it up real well, too. And then, and, and don't forget, Tony Storm gets into the Fatal 4-Way at Wembley. Sorry, Sheeta. We know you're the champion. You actually have to qualify yeah, what was for that. that? <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Storm Makes no sense. Her rematch in the Fatal 4 And why, why is MJF and Adam Cole going after their Ring of Honor tag team champions in the pre-show and then later on wrestling in the main event? Well, Does anybody do care this? about the Ring of Honor tag team championships? Didn't they do this? Anybody like know Chris who Benoit the Ring of Honor champions are? Yeah, that too. Didn't they do that with like Chris Benoit and Kane several years ago? They like defended the tag belts, uh, Bad Blood, and then they faced off later in the show or some shit like that. Did they? Huh. I think it's been done. It's not the first time they've done. Well, this. everything's done in wrestling, but yeah. I, I, oh, and then the original. other thing, they don't. They don't copy anything <laughs> from anywhere else. So right, well, and then oh, we're gonna have this ranking system. That's how we're gonna decide who gets title shots. And then I was like, they threw that. They threw that out the window a while ago. Like this week, oh, trios championship, CMFTR get a title shot. And I'm like, I haven't seen those three wrestle together in over a year. Why yeah, are they that's getting a title I thought, shot? I, I thought it was interesting too. Is they're having Punk and FTR wrestle for the trios title? I'm like, they already have belts. Yeah. They're already involved in other things. Why? There are other people who would love title shots. Pick other people. Can, um, something you mentioned about that that tag match um, at the um, when Wheeler Yuta was up on the turn, turnbuckle, holding on to the guys. Like, um, did you all catch the one of the greatest calls ever in history? Because they went for that um, spike pile driver and. Penta did go, so they called it a stalled pile driver. Did you see when Darby Allen was chasing Swerve and the security guard drop kicked him with <laughs> <laughs> the railing? I was like, I was like, who the fuck just kicked Darby Allen? And then I'm watching it. I'm like, oh my god, it was the security. I rewound and I'm like, oh my god, the security guard landed a drop kick on Darby Allen. And then. And they hinted that Darby had friends to help him. And when the lights go out and come back on, it was just Sting. I was like, he's out. I was like, that's right. Everybody's got to sell for the 67 year old by himself with the bat. There's like six guys. You know? I like how one of them was already down. Just <laughs> because he hit him. He hit him with the belt. So uh, with, the, with the bat. It's like so Austin Powers. When he's like, just, just lay down. Just lay down. <laughs> So, so this match, this they haven't even announced this full card yet, and it's in what? It's two weeks from now. 
Uh, we all know it's going to be a six-hour card. So I yeah. thought they they've announced I think three or four so far. There's four. There are four or uh, five matches. We have Darby Allen and Sting against the Mogul Embassy in a coffin in a match. Coffin match. <laughs> we have Sheeta versus Tony Storm and two other stiffs. Whoever they okay. they stick in that match. It's going to be Soraya and Do- and Doctor Britt Baker because. Sarai is not losing the sky blue, and Dr. Britt Baker is not losing to, I think it's the, the bunny. bunny. Oh, the bunny. Then we have FTR yeah. against the Young Bucks. Yep. And we have MJF against Adam Cole. And then the pre show is the MJF and Adam Cole against Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. And by the way, folks, for those of you in the US, if you want to watch this live, it starts with the pre show at 12 noon Eastern. So that's 9 a.m. Pacific. Oh, and Punk Joe, right? That hasn't been confirmed yet, but yeah. But, I mean, well, Joe that was the, the other... challenge, but Punk yeah. hasn't accepted yet. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm assuming yes. Yeah. And I but would imagine way... um, Moxley's going to get on the card somehow. I mean, mm-hmm. there's going to be some other matches announced, I guess, but I don't know what they're waiting for. Can they just pull the trigger on uh, BCC versus House of Black? I think they're setting BCC up. I, oh my god, we just watched the damn show, and I'm trying to remember who BCC is getting set up with. It's not House of Black; it's somebody else. I don't, I don't know. Well, and there's the other thing: we got this show, and seven days later, they got another pay per view. When are you setting that up? This is like going back to when WWE and Rob was with me. Did the 06 Survivor Series in Philly, and then a week later is December to December from ECW. And and that was separate brands. I don't know what's going on with it either. You're kind of messing shit up right now. They really need to schedule those shows better. And that's why when you were praising them a few weeks ago, I think while I was away, I was like, well, we are we watching the same show? Right, no, right. they were they were coming off a pretty good that yeah, they uh, had a good run this time. They were they yeah. had a pretty good run. The the ma- the matches with New Japan were good. That was a good show. Ever since then, it's been downhill. It's like they've forgotten what to do. I feel like they've been terrible at building stuff up for a while now. I really thought that. But I don't know. I that of, being said, MJF Adam Cole is still funny. Yes, I enjoy them. So. Before we wrap up for tonight, Triple H is now no longer on the board of directors. Once the merger goes through, Triple H will be relieved of that role that he's had since 2015. And he will be so focused on creative for both brands. What do you guys think? Do you think this is good, bad, indifferent? Also, I'm pretty sure Vince is not making calls anymore because he's sick, if I'm not mistaken. He had back surgery. He had back surgery, so he's out for a while. It's solely Triple H. Vince is not making any calls. Ideally. I I think more shocking is that um, from the list of board of directors, I mean, not Triple H, but Dana White, who's really been the, the man like the face of UFC for over a decade is not listed either. That one surprises me even more. I could see that, but that was also a part of the merger. Like he was kind of grandfathered in because of the Fertitas. That was a part of the sale. Okay. Cause 
I understood that he wasn't. They want. They asked. They was getting a pay. He. They. They told him we want you to stay as part of the deal. That was my understanding. It wasn't that he necessarily wanted to. But that that's that's uh, does Robert say this is a wrestling show? So <laughs> we could have a we could have a special edition of the frenzy to debate that one. We could. Um, yeah, I Triple H. It surprises me, but I I personally think Dana White not being named is even bigger, um, especially because Nick Khan technically in this murder was announced as basically being the head of WWE, like the CEO and Dana White was going to be the CEO of UFC. So the CEO of WWE has been named. The CEO of UFC is not. So did correct me if I'm wrong here, but Vince kept is will sit on the board or will he not sit on the board? Does he, cause I know he came back in as a part of the merger. But I, I don't remember his position. I, I think he's going to be executive chair in this new group, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think somebody so. help I'm me sure here. How that's working. Uh, it's weird, but I, I can't tell if it's going to affect how they do anything. I don't think it will. Yeah, I think it'll be business as usual. But I guess with that being said, so yeah, that is that is our show we'll for one, this evening. I was gonna say congratulations to Rhea Ripley and uh, Buddy Murphy and for Buddy getting Murphy. engaged. To... Yeah, congratulations to them. What does Dom have to say about this? Well, Dom just got engaged uh, mommy... a couple of weeks ago too. Dom tells does whatever right. mommy tells him to. So if mommy tells him to be happy, he's happy. It's got to be rough though. Buddy took his sister. Now took his mommy. <laughs> Good his, call. His mommy, well done. not his mom. Mommy, I said mommy. I didn't say mom. You said that mom. That would be nasty. You no, said well, mommy. Now we know. Well, we know what you do in your spare time. And on okay, that on note, that note, the Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, the Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace.